Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And welcome to a brand new year. Happy New Year. All kinds of animal lovers, more and more this year. This is going to be the year for the animal, I have a feeling. Uh, It just seems like there's more listeners to Animal Radio, which tells me there's more animal lovers. The pets are coming from the backyard into the house and probably in bed and sleeping with you during the winter in these cold months. I know they are (laughs) at my house. Are they doing that over there? Oh, they always have. Today on Animal Radio, comedian, author Molly Katz. Uh, She has 101 reasons why cats are better than men. Only 101? What will let her tell all. (laughs) Also, we do this every year, Merritt Clifton. He is, of course, the editor of Animal People magazine, and he puts out his yearly watchdog report. He tells us what different organizations are making, what kind of donation base they have, what they're getting. Uh, you know, when you send $10, they, they add it all up, and they're telling us, according to their tax forms, their 990 forms, you'd be surprised. I'm shocked. At what some of the individual compensations are, upwards of a half a million dollars to run an animal welfare organization. Whoa. Uh, more details on the way. We'll let you decide if they're if they're worth it. Also, Web Mutster today. Not Westminster. No, Web Mutster is what it is. <laughs> it's it's uh, not for the breeded dogs, but for the the dogs, the rescue dogs. How and cute. We'll tell you all about that. That's uh, oh, your phone calls too. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We'd really love to hear from you today. Uh, let's go to line one, where I believe Molly is. Hi, Molly. Hi, Hal. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Wonderful. The comedian Molly Katz joining us, also author of this uh, awesome book that I actually, it's, it's sitting next to the toilet here in the <laughs> men's room, I must tell you. It's 101 reasons to dump your man and get a cat. Like I said, it was in the men's room. Well, play on words. Yes. yes. Not to be scatological or anything. Well, now the book must be doing very good, even though it's a real grasp of the obvious to me. A I mean, real it, grasp of the obvious. Yeah. And that's why it's in the men's room and you're calling it awesome. <laughs> well, no, some of the things like, but he, here's what I have, I have bone of contention with. Some of the things, I'm like looking at page... Uh, there you go with that dirty talk again. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> Typical male. Uh, there, I forget there's, what, a, there's 102 reasons to dump your man. <laughs> One of the reasons to get a cat, of course, is to uh, uh, because a, a cat will uh, play with a rubber band uh, much longer than a, than a, a guy will. Is that what it says? I don't know where it went. I lost the bookmark here. It says something like, if I remember, and I'm not sure I remember any better than you do, it says something like, no man can entertain himself all morning with a single rubber band. Well, you see, that's that's where I have a problem is because I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't know how. When do I get to watch? <laughs> well, so tell us what uh, what was the inspiration for the book and give uh, give the listeners an idea of what uh, what's in the book. Sure, um, this actually came um, the inspiration came from a book called "He's Just Not That Into You." I don't know if you know about this. Book. Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. the one where that guy's getting all the he's like on Oprah and everything. Yeah, yeah. he's a comedian, isn't he? Um, he's actually a comedy writer for Sex and the City. Okay. okay. And he wrote this book that's been a huge monumental success and has spawned all kinds of offspring. Mm-hmm. And it's all about how to interpret what guys say, what they'll do to you, what you should do to them, what to do in case of this, how to read that. And all I could think of when I read this was, that's a lot of trouble. And my cat doesn't give me that kind of trouble. <laughs> I mean, after two husbands and more boyfriends than I'm willing to admit to you or even to myself, the cat is really the best. I mean, 
you can avoid all that nonsense if you have a wonderful, loving cat who isn't going to flirt with other cats on the computer. Well, now, Judy <laughs> uses uh, the cat to actually pick the dates that she goes out yes. with, the guys that she goes out with. How do you do that? Well, if my cat doesn't like them, then they don't get a second date. I bring all my boyfriends home to meet my cat. Aha! Uh-huh. And if he warms up to them, then I give him a second chance. But if he hisses and arches his back and stays out of the room, then I know something's wrong with the guy. Does he always turn out to be right? Yeah, pretty good. He's got a pretty good track record. Yes, oh, I that's have to wonderful. Admit. Yes, he does. That's wonderful. Good for you. It must have been hard to only come up with 101. There must have been a bunch of reasons you had to Probably had to edit out. it down, yes. Yeah. Um, so, no, as a matter of fact, um, I started out with 404. <laughs> and um, my editor and I went kind of head-to-head or whisker-to-whisker, because she's a cat lover, too. Uh-huh. Um, well, can it be 303? Can it be 202? No. Has to be 101. There's so something about that number, huh? Pardon me? There's something about that number, huh? There's something about that number the publishers really like. And I guess she felt that less is more, and I kind of agreed with her. And anyway, this case, um, I have a lot of stuff for a sequel or more. Oh, yes. You do uh, two or three. One of the ones that I like in here, you never have to remind your cat to use deodorant there. (laughs) Most cats I've ever met, you don't have to. No, most. Uh Most, no. And there was another one in there that was my favorite. Your cat really can hang from a chandelier. Yes. <laughs> you like that. Yes, yes, I like that one. Men have tried, but your cat can succeed. Your cat can succeed, yes. Well, this is all fun stuff, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the sequel. We're actually going to give away 10 copies right now, one 405 8405 Like I said, guys, you, you like this, too. It's sitting in the men's room here at Animal Radio. We're getting a, it's, it's fun stuff there. Molly Katz is the comedian author of it. Uh, we uh, looking for you anywhere else? Anywhere else in terms of... I don't know. Stand-up comedy? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. That's, corner, that's... No, that's I don't over. do that anymore. You're I done perform, with that. I perform at my word processor. It doesn't require as much jewelry. Really? <laughs> Very good. Molly, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Hold on one second. Merrick Clifton with his watchdog report on the way. Uh, also, we want to talk to you. one 405 8405 I see all the phones are ringing, and I want to clear the lines. It, it's like the first time we had a chance since we got back uh, for the new year. Animal Ro- Radio is brought to you by PetStyle. PetStyle.com is America's first lifestyle broadband network dedicated to dog and cat lovers nationwide from premium video content to fun videos you can post. PetStyle, it's designed with your lifestyle in mind. Log on and tune in today. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Ben. Hi, Ben. How you doing? Good, how are you? Good, where are you calling from? Uh, Sarasota, Florida. Sarasota, that's one of those Lucky places you. that I would love to live. <laughs> I bet you it's a beautiful sunny day there, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay, what can we do for you today, Ben? I was calling in to maybe talk about some of my animals that I had. Oh, cool, what kind of animals do you have? I have currently two dogs, two cats, and a bearded dragon. Ooh. Wow, you're, you're loaded down with all kinds of animals. Uh, so two dogs, two, two cats, and a bearded dragon. I, I take it that's a reptile, right? Yeah, he's a type of uh, lizard. Uh-huh. He can get to be about two feet tall, or two feet long, not tall. <laughs> they uh, require fresh uh, crickets and uh, salad every morning. So. Oh, really? So you have to, you have to go get uh, live crickets from the pet store, huh? Yeah. How big is your bearded dragon? 
Right now, he's only about one and a half feet. He's still a baby. They can live up to be about 20 years. Uh-huh. He's only about two. Wow. Two years old. Now, does he get along with the cats and the dogs? Yeah, actually fairly well, although he is in a cage. The cats would probably like to get their, uh, their hands on him for a little snack, though. <laughs> now, what kind of cats do you have? I have two Maine Coons. Oh, those are, those are big cats, aren't they? Yeah, I've actually gone through... Several animals. I've only had two cats, but I've gone through a total of 18 animals in my life. And how old animals? <laughs> yeah, wow. I, now, either you love animals or you just have really bad luck. Which, which is it? I love animals and I have bad luck with fish. Bad luck. You know oh, what? Yeah. I, have, I have bad luck with fish here, too. It's, uh, it's amazing. We, yeah. we actually got a fish tank here at the studios, and I put a few fish in it. Uh, what I thought were hardy fish, but I pretty much managed to uh, kill them within, what, a week? I think a week, yeah. Maybe. And now you're starting something brand new. You got, uh, Judy, you got a uh, a toilet that actually is a fish tank, and you've installed it in the ladies' room. Uh-huh. Uh, and I guess you're going to put fish I'm in gonna it? I'm going to put fish. It's a fish and flush toilet, and I'm going to put it. It's in the ladies' room. It's already installed. All I have to do now is add the fish. Okay. Uh, it's gonna, you'll find it on our website. Yeah, there's going to be a video up there on the website. But uh, I could totally understand the fish thing. I really <laughs> totally can understand. That. So do I don't you, know whether that's more funny or scary. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any funny stories about any of your animals? I had a hamster named Sunny because we used to come into the pet store and feed her sunflowers behind the scenes. Anyway, uh-huh. when we she had a million lives. She's got stuck in engines, all sorts of things. But one day I was playing with her and she slipped down and went inside the molding. Right after we'd have it, pa- right after we had had it painted. Oh no, the molding of and the house. Right after you had it painted, right? Okay. Yeah, and so we had to scrape off the orange peel and cut large holes in the walls to try to get her. And then we realized it was the wrong side of the wall. Mm. <laughs> so you have all these holes in your house. Yeah. So what we did is we just uh, kept calling her, and overnight we left her cage back uh, right outside the hole she had snuck into the wall by. Uh huh. And uh, in the morning, sure enough, she was in her cage sleeping. God, you got lucky. You really did get lucky. You'd have to demolish your house. I don't think your parents would have liked that. No, they probably wouldn't have liked that. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's a good story. You know what? Can can I send you an animal radio t-shirt? Oh, yes, please. Okay, and then I'm going to also send your, uh, your your couple of cats and your couple of dogs. I don't know if we have anything for the reptile, but I'm going to send... No, uh, I'll look and see. We'll look for reptile yeah. stuff, and we'll we'll dig through the prize closet and send you some stuff, Ben, okay? All right, thank you. Thanks for calling Animal Radio. Hold on one second there. 1-866-405-8405. How cute was that? Kids and animals, I tell you. <laughs> Start them young. Oh, <laughs> looks like you caught me peeking in your bathroom closet. Hi, I'm Be Humane, star of Be Humane Go Shopping. Perhaps you've heard of me. You've got a lot of stuff that was tested on animals. Shampoo, cleaner, mascara. Did you know that some of these companies still test their products on animals? Throw this stuff out. You see, you have a choice when buying your household and cosmetic products. You can make a difference for animals by only buying cruelty-free products. What? How do you know these products are cruelty-free? Request a free compassionate shopping guide from AAVS. To know which companies are cruelty-free, just call 1-800-SAY-AAVS or visit www.aavs.org and look for my movie, Be Humane, Go Shopping. Don't forget, 1-800-SAY-AAVS or visit www.aavs.org.
Well, you've heard us talking about Get Serious, the pet stain odor and pheromone extractor for several months now, and how easily it removes carpet stains left from cat vomit. Now I want to talk to you about a problem dog owners face. It's called remarking. If your dog remarks, you might have thought about banishing him from the house or worse, taking him to the shelter. You use other cleaners, but your dog keeps going back to the same spot. Don't blame your pet because you used a product that didn't get the job done. End the problem with Get Serious. The pheromones, there's something you can't smell. They draw them back to the same spot. Get Serious is the only product that totally extracts the pheromones so your pets won't be attracted back to Remark. Get Serious is recommended by rescue groups and veterinarians. And Get Serious keeps pets in homes and out of shelters. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in fine pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com. Again, that's GetSeriousProducts.com. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Well, hello, Merritt. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm trying to keep up with things. Back at work, first uh, day of the new year for us, and in my hand, uh, the Animal People magazine, of course. This is news for people who care about animals. Uh, My favorite because uh, it's... Not driven by anybody but this guy, Merritt Clifton, and with the help of Kim, of course, and a few other people who really want to report the news as it is, not as it is commercially the way that a pharmaceutical might see the news or the way that someone else might see the news. You put together every year, at the end of the year, a special section. It's uh, compensation for the staff members of many animal welfare organizations, as well as uh, the Watchdog Report, which tells how much nonprofit organizations your favorite animal welfare organizations make. Now, I when I give to one of these organizations, I'm given ten or twenty dollars, and that's hard-earned money for me. I'm sorry, I don't make a lot of money doing what I'm doing. Ten or twenty dollars you give is if you give it to one of the national organizations that is high volume mailing. They're just going to turn around and spend that on raising more money from you or attempting to. Currently, for an organization that does eight mailings a year, which is most of the major national groups that send out slick brochures, they are averaging between 10 and $20 per donor on fundraising, trying to get you into one of their higher donor categories, $100 and up. Okay, so you're saying when I uh, send my 10 or $20 to, uh, well, let's say the, the National Audubon Society, for instance, that really doesn't go to where I think it's going. It, it's actually going to upgrade me? Right. That's just basically priming the pump. What we very strongly recommend is that donors should pick a few organizations they know very well and make larger donations. Usually those will be smaller organizations or local organizations which they have some involvement. Because with the national organizations, unless they're in a position to be a four-figure donor and up, they are uh, probably just going to be pump priming. Uh, okay, so if I want to help, it's best to help within my community, an organization you're saying that perhaps uh, the 10 or $20 really will go to the helping of the animals, maybe my Correct. local shelter? Correct. A, a local shelter is by far your best investment as far as being able to see where the money goes, have an influence on how it's used, and make an impact in your community. Because another thing a lot of people don't really realize is that 
although outfits like the Humane Society of the U.S. and American SPCA have become much better about making grants to local organizations, mm-hmm. um, 10 years ago they didn't do any to speak of. Now they give away every year a couple million bucks to local shelters. They are still a very minor revenue stream to the local communities, and in many cases, most local shelters aren't getting anything from them. These are not national umbrellas for local organizations. These are national advocacy organizations with their own mission, their own purpose, and, of course, their own use for most of the proceeds. And although both of them do some very good work, they're going to be getting their money. They're going to be getting their share of the pie, whether you donate your 10 or $20 or not. So sure. 10 or $20 is all you have to give. Uh, if you're like a $1,000 donor and up, my advice might be a little different, depending mm-hmm. on your interest. It might be to donate to one of the big national groups because you're in a position to influence things at the national level. But if you're a 10 and $20 level donor. Which is most of us. Right. You're far better off donating to your local organization. It's not going to hurt the big guys, and it's going to definitely help the little ones because that's their lifeblood. Okay, let's name names. And uh, all these organizations, or at least most of them, are probably doing very, very good work despite what they might be making or not making. Uh, these, the watchdog, which is in Animal People, the December issue, it's always in the December issue, uh, is uh, listed alphabetically. So maybe you could tell me who made the most, Merritt? Uh, well, in the animal protection field, by far the biggest organization in terms of revenue, uh, reserves, payroll, all of that stuff is the Humane Society of the United States, especially since it absorbed the Fund for Animals two years ago, which was taking on the organization, which at that point I believe was the fourth largest. After that, you go a long way down. You're looking at the Massachusetts SPCA and the American SPCA, which are approximately half the size of the Humane Society of the U.S., and then you go to the next tier, and there's really only two organizations in the next tier. That would be PETA and Best Friends. Those are the, the next two largest, and that rounds out the top five. And everyone else is a long way below there, Friends of Animals, In Defense of Animals, etc. And this is a major change from when I first started uh, tracking this information. Uh, Fifteen years ago, when we started these annual financial reports, there were ten organizations that were fairly closely clustered together in more or less the same economic bracket, and the field has really stratified since then. Mm. What are the changes that you've seen? Well, the biggest change is the growth of the Humane Society of the United States. Mm -hmm. Fifteen years ago, it was also the biggest, richest, but it was just barely ahead of the MSPCA and the American SPCA, and they, in turn, if you separate out the the, uh, shelter operations and advocacy operations and government contracts, all those things, if you sort out what they're actually raising from the public, they were not that far ahead of the Fund for Animals, which was more or less neck and neck with Friends of Animals, PETA. Best Friends wasn't even on the scene at that point. There were a couple of other organizations that have since been merged into others or or just plain gone backwards since then that, that uh, were on the edge of the top ten and they're gone. Sure, and I imagine that uh, Katrina had some effect on this, too. Well, Katrina didn't have as big an effect as people think it did. What Katrina did is it meant that people who were going to be making big donations at the end of the year, instead of making them at the end of the year, made them a couple months early. Mm, okay. 
And so the net effect of Katrina would be across the animal protection sector of some redistribution of how the money came in, but it would be really hard to tease out that there is extra money coming into the cause as a result of Katrina. Okay. I, I wanted to actually go to individual compensation now because while all of these other organizations, all these organizations are making a great load of money, which is great because it means that we care about our animals and we're able to do that. When I get to the list of individual compensation, boy, I'll tell you, my blood pressure just about goes through the roof, Merritt. I look at uh, who's on the top of the list, and I, you know what? And I see some really great people that are on the bottom of the list, too. And I, I'm going to name names if I can. An organization which you said, which is uh, at least top ten in, in what they bring in, uh, is PETA, an organization who I've always felt is sometimes over-the-edge extreme. But the president is taking home a... Well, there's a lot of games Poverty played level. with that, too. Uh, the PETA compensation uh, is misleading because the, the uh, chief executives do receive housing, they receive a vehicle, they receive quite a few allowances that boosts the value of their salary to probably about twice as high as what's declared to the IRS. They also have another little game that they play. They have an organization called the Foundation to Support Animal Protection. And they run most of their fundraising operations through that. And you have to put that together with Peter to get the true Ooh. picture of what they're spending. In addition, they have some six-figure salaries, but they pay them through the foundation to support animal protection. Okay, so uh, let's head to the top of the list. We're ta- with the top in the list is Stephen Sanderson, uh, the president of the Wild Conservancy, uh, $750,000. Wildlife Conservation Society, correct. Uh, sorry, yes. And that organization runs the four New York zoos, the New York Aquarium, and even if you separated out those, runs one of the largest overseas conservation infrastructures. So it's a, a very, very large organization. Now, he is compensated an enormous amount, yes. but if you look at it relative to the size of the organization, it's not quite as disproportional as it looks like. Personally, I think the guy could work for half the money. But you know, that's a personal <laughs> opinion. If you look at it compared to a lot of the others, there's some proportionality. Now, one thing in the humane field that I thought was very interesting this year, uh, Larry Hawk, who was the, the top paid... Yeah, I was just going to mention him. <laughs> he was the top paid head of the Humane Society, yep. both at the American SPCA, where he was before the MSPCA, and the top paid at the Massachusetts SPCA. Both of these organizations threw 400000 plus a year to recruit him, and both of them replaced him after just a couple of years. And this time, at the Massachusetts SPCA, he was replaced by Carter Luke, who worked his way up through the ranks over 30-some years. Carter Luke started with the MSPCA as a volunteer back in the 60s, worked there as a kennel boy, got his education, worked his way up, became a vice president about 15 years ago, and now he's worked his way all the way to the top, and he's making about half the money that uh, Larry Hawk was getting, and by all accounts is doing a terrific job. He knows the organization better than anyone else. He's been there longer. We're going to take a quick break here. We're with Merritt Clifton, Animal People, the watchdog. It comes out every December. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask Merritt, uh, who do you, does he think personally is uh, probably taking a little too much money home and who probably is not taking enough money home? That's right after this, right here on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. 
You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello. And please spay and neuter your pets. Be a responsible pet owner. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friend's pets also. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by Spay Day USA. Do it for love. Spay or neuter your pet for Spay Day USA on February 27th. It's good for you, your pet, and your community. Visit www.spaydayusa.org to find out more. We're with Merritt Clifton. He is the editor of Animal People Magazine, the newspaper that, uh, boy, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, it is uh, something you, you can get a free sample to it, and we'll tell you how to do it in just a second. Every year, at the end of the year, December, Merritt puts out the Watchdog Report, which talks about what different animal welfare organizations make and the individual compensation of the management. Okay, who is making too much money, Merritt? Well, to pass a value judgment on a particular salary requires kind of a detailed analysis, but there's two organizations whose salary structure is very unusual. And the one that alarms me the most of those two is the International Fund for Animal Welfare. They actually conceal most of their top-paid salaries. They claim that there's a loophole in the IRS regulations that permits them to not disclose the uh, amounts of many of their chief executive salaries because those executives are not on the board. That's baloney. I've got letters from the IRS that say so. But the IRS has not enforced it against the International Fund for Animal Welfare. As a result, we're not able to disclose quite a number of their salaries, which when we last did get the information were $100,000, $150,000 and up. We really only have a few of their chief executive salaries, and they have a lot that are in in the upper salary bracket. But you know when they're hiding, yeah, when they're when they're hiding the, the loopholes. Yeah. Well, that bugs me a lot. It also bugs me a great deal that actually that they're spending a huge bequest they received ten million dollar bequest on building a new headquarters on Cape Cod, which is very pricey real estate. Sure, sure. Well, they could sell the real estate they've got there and build in a less expensive area for the price of the land that they sold and put this money into campaigns where they've really been... You know, for example, after the tsunami, IFAW put $7,155 into tsunami relief. Well, animal people put more than $150,000 in, and Best Friends put in more than $150,000, and quite a few other organizations put in as much or more than IFAW that didn't have anything like IFAW's $17.8 million in the bank. So I've got a lot of problems with their financial structure anyway, but their non-disclosure of executive salaries bugs me. Okay, and I got to say that these organizations may be doing some very good work, just uh, just because the money seems a little screwed up. And of course, this is what we get into it for to uh, for the animals, and oftentimes the way it is most for most of us, we don't make a lot of money. Who's working really hard and not making a lot of money, Merritt? Well, I'd again mention your local uh, shelters is the place to look. Executive director salaries of a mid-sized humane society are paid pretty much the same as school teachers. And uh, although school teachers have a lot of stress, both my parents were teachers, so I know a lot about that, <laughs> uh, the, the executive director of a humane society doesn't get any summer vacation. In fact, that's the busy season. 
So, and then the people underneath the executive director are working for a whole lot less than school teachers. Mm. It, it's an un, a, a gr- grossly underpaid field at the local level. And even when you get into some of the really big organizations uh, uh, around the country, you're looking at executive directors that are responsible for a couple hundred people who are making $100,000 a year in communities where oftentimes the, the cost of housing and so forth are up to 20% above the national average. So uh, that's not disproportional with what the administer, administrator of a large church, for instance, might be making in those communities. So at the local level, I don't see a whole lot of people walking off with sacks of loot. At the national level, um, I do see some that concern me, although I will also say this. I'm seeing less of that now than I did when we first began publishing this. I think publishing the salaries has had uh, <laughs> an effect. It's had a bit of a positive effect. People uh-huh. don't take the money unless they, in most cases, unless they think they can rationalize it. But with that much said, there are some organizations like the National Anti-Vivisection Society that pay several hundred thousand dollars a year plus salaries, and I can't for the life of me really see what those people are doing to earn the compensation. Mm-hmm. The organization is simply not active enough in terms of program activity and all the rest of it. And so their salary is a, a grossly disproportionate share of their total institutional spending. Sure, sure. Okay. But you're not going to name any names? Well, you just simply get into too long. If okay. You, if you name an individual name and you have to explain sure. how come you think this person is paying okay. too much because in private enterprise they could only make this amount instead of that amount. So I guess that ultimately give to your local shelter. Give to your, help on a local level where they really need your help. Uh, Animal People is the magazine. News for people who care about animals. Merritt, how can someone get a, a, a trial or a test uh, Test the well, Animal People out? We'd be happy to send a free sample. There's two ways. One is to go to our website, www.animalpeoplenews.org, and just request a free sample. The other is to give me a call, 360-579-2505. I'll take down your name and address, and we'll get a sample copy right out to you. Merritt, thanks so much for spending time with us. Okay, thank we you. Have more animal pe- animal, <laughs> we have more animal, animal people. <laughs> more animal radio on the way. Pet Solution Rx, a revolutionary 100% natural first aid treatment for pets. Pet Solution Rx is the miracle water that heals everything from hot spots to insect bites. Available at local pet stores or visit www.earthsbalance.com. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A German Shepherd Timberwolf mix named Shauna is being called a hero for saving an elderly couple. Eve and Norman Fertig, both 81 years old, were taking care of injured birds in the wildlife sanctuary on their Alden, New York property when a surprise snowstorm hit. As the couple headed back to their house, they were trapped by fallen trees and heavy snow. Shauna, who weighs 160 pounds, dug a tunnel through the snow to their deck and then came back to lead the couple through the tunnel. She didn't stop until they were all safely inside where all three collapsed for the night. The local fire department has given Shauna a certificate declaring her a hero. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You probably have no idea what it's like to be a hot, hairy dog with itchy skin. 
thank Dog There's Relief, Pet Solution RX, I'll always be loyal to you. Instant relief for sensitive skin problems, hot spots, mange, insect bites, and more. 100% natural pet solution RX at earthsbalance.com. Visit earthsbalance.com for my sake. Whoa. Another fine product from the makers of Dog on It and Gee Whiz. Hi, I'm Doris Day for the Humane Society of the United States. As the founder of Spay Day USA in 1995, I'm proud that Americans have spayed or neutered more than one million dogs and cats as part of our volunteer program. Won't you join us for our annual Spay Day USA on the last Tuesday of February? Visit SpayDayUSA.com to find the Spay Day USA event nearest you. Please call. Happy birthday! This is such a cool party. Did you see the cake? I did. Shaped like a doggy bone. So cute. How old is the birthday boy in people years? 28. Oh, time flies. I remember when he tinkled on his first fire hydrant. He'll always be my little puppy. There's a place for you and your party animal. PetStyle.com PetStyle is America's first lifestyle broadband network dedicated to dog and cat lovers like you. At PetStyle, we understand your unique relationship with your pet, so we offer a thousand ways to make it better. PetStyle.com is a video-based online network that's always there for you with original programming, fun amateur videos, training and travel tips, health and wellness, and more. PetStyle is information and entertainment designed with your lifestyle in mind. It's the place to be for you and your party animal. PetStyle.com. Log on and tune in today. Hello, this is Don DeLuise and you're listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets, they'll always love you back. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. Merrick Clifton just joined us, and as soon as he got off the air, let me tell you, the <laughs> phones have lit up. Oh, yeah. We do this every year. We talk with Merritt. Uh, he has the Watchdog Report, and he tells us who's making what. Most of these people are CEOs and presidents of organizations, but there's you know, there's a few people that are like the secretary's making $350,000 or a... Uh, just something that just doesn't seem like it should be in line in check, especially when I'm working so hard uh, to give them whatever leftover money I have every month. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Michelle in San Diego. Hi, Judy and Hal. How are you? Hi, Very Michelle. Well. Happy New Year. Thank you. Same to you. I am really surprised. I, I'm I'm taken aback. Um, on the one hand, I have to say I really am in favor of market forces. Uh, you know, working, and if there's that much money out there, I am surprised because I wasn't led to believe that when they asked for my donations. And I, I, it seems unfair, but my first question is, why can't we see the books? Why can't we see where this is going? When I con- contribute my money, I want to think that it's going to the animals, Actually, not for maintenance. Actually, you can see the books. All of these files, this information that uh, puts together the Watchdog Report is public information, public information which is uh, it's actually a tax form, a 990 form. Yeah, but who's going to look that up? I mean, well, yeah. The Watchdog Report, they're looking they do it, it up. They do it, and they, look at, they actually tell us here in the budgets, uh, let's take uh, Best Friends, for instance, which is uh, located about three miles away from us, and uh, they uh, they made uh, thirty one million dollars, almost thirty two million dollars last year. 
in donations. That's supposed to justify their salaries. Well, it's it's supposed to. Now they take home uh, the upper management takes home about sixty five to sixty nine thousand dollars a year. Now take in mind. They when they take it home, they take it to a home that uh, is already paid for. Their cars are paid for. Yeah. Their food are paid for. So the sixty nine thousand dollars is yeah, it's on the top. Now it's not to say that Best Friends is not doing great work. They are doing fine work, and it's not to say that uh, the upper management doesn't deserve this. Uh, there are some organizations uh, specifically. Uh, yeah, compare that sixty-seven thousand to seven hundred and fifty thousand. It's quite a big difference. Yeah, that's a lot yeah. of cash yeah. for really to be making more than the president. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to go there on that one. Yeah, well, but, that's it's 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 really depressing in a way. But you know, I guess whatever. You know, who am I to say? I just give the money and. Well, here's here's a hint, Michelle. Give your money locally to the organizations locally. You say you're in San Diego. Yeah. I don't know if we have a report from San Diego. I think, actually, we do have a report from San Diego. Oh, here, the Woodward uh, Foundation. Yeah, yeah. Um, The director of operations at the Woodward Foundation uh, there in San Diego makes about $78,000. In San Diego, that's probably uh, fairly average. That's what it costs to live out there, isn't it? Kind of low. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it costs more than that in San Diego. But you know what you find at a lot of your local shelters are that the employees there are the volunteers actually put out of their own pockets the money to help the animals, the food, and to get supplies and things. What? Because, yeah, because the shelters aren't making that much money. They don't get receive a lot of donations. And you see these people that are, you know, middle-income people out of their pocket, and then you see these CEOs making $750,000. There's, there's, two, there's two echelons of uh, shelters. There's a very wealthy shelter. These are the big top tens. And then there's your mostly your local shelters uh, that uh, really do need the money. They need the money. And the money will go to the animals. Yes. Well, it seems like a sort of inequity there. but yeah, um, it does. Gosh. Well, anyway, best of luck. I Thank think you. you guys are doing a great job in exposing this. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling today. Take care. one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is David Fry on Animal Radio. I want you to think about this. It's much more important what we learn from our dogs than what we teach them. Now, any cat can be happy and safe outdoors. Perfect Fence is the first complete freestanding backyard fence enclosure for cats. Now, your cats can enjoy all the benefits of the great outdoors without you worrying about their safety. Perfect Fence is affordable, easy to install, and best of all, virtually invisible. Find out why thousands of cat owners described Perfect Fence as life-changing. Visit PerfectFence.com. That's per, P-U-R-R, FectFence.com. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Hi, Andy. Hi. How are you? Very good, Andy Tallarita. Is that is that pronounced right? Yep, that's it. Yep, that's it. <laughs> uh, you're uh, one of the head hunters over there at uh, the Pap Rescue Pap Nine One One. Yep. Which, which is, uh, I, I, I'm not going to go there. I was going to make a gynecological no, joke there. No, don't this, even. This is a... I, I say that all the time. <laughs> my one friend. It, says, it sounds like we need an emergency bath. Yeah, well, that's that's not the case with this. This is for, uh, you guys are, actually have a Papillon Rescue, is that correct? Right. 
And a very good one, I might add. And you guys are uh, hosting Web Munster. Web Munster, like Westminster, but Web Munster, 2007. It's at about the same time. And you'll be looking for uh, pretty much the same things that, uh, and some other things that, uh, that they'll be looking for at Westminster. Tell us a little bit about it. Okay, Web Munster, we started last year. This is our second year. Okay. I kind of thought of it because it is a play on the Westminster, Westminster name. We absolutely have, there was no rescue shows, even though it's all online with a picture. But it was something for a rescue, all to get together. Well, I like that, because when you think about Westminster, it's all the breeding and everything that's going on. And there really isn't anything for the big contingent of animals that need to be rescued and to show off rescue dogs. So that's that's good. I don't mean to jump in and interrupt here, but is this for Papillons only, or is it for any rescue dog? It's any rescue dog or any dog in a shelter. Okay. Or any stray that someone adopted. Okay. Okay. And then what, what categories are you looking for? Okay. We have the best in show, most photo, photogenic, <clears throat> biggest hams, best rescue survivor, best rescue athlete, best canine citizen, and best dress. We have the male and female, an honorable mention. <laughs> okay, now where is this going to take place physically? Or is it uh, in the world of uh, technology and the Internet? Can it take place anywhere? It, it, right, it's on the Internet. Okay. It's so all online. And we, can, and we send pictures in, we, we enter at the website, is that how that works? Yep, you send pictures and email them to me, andy33 at com. And we'll put that up at animalradio.com if you're driving now and you, you can't write down Andy's email address. We'll have everything, all the information on how to enter at animalradio.com. But go on, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. Why do I do that? Stop it. <laughs> and, and we put them in the photo gal- on the photo gallery. And the page stayed, all the contestants stayed for a year. The actual, they have till February 9th to enter. Uh-huh. Then we close it for the voting. And then the winners are announced on the 14th, the same as West. Westminster. Who does the uh, judging? Is it uh, by all the citizens? They get to pick their favorites? No, no, no. We don't do votes. I actually uh-huh. have judges, 11 of them, from rescues or who had showed, who had shown dogs in the past. Uh-huh. So these are yes. experts? They're experts, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Just want to make sure it's not Expert Joe judges. from down the, the corner. Hey. Yeah, no. not, not Joe at the hardware store. Yeah. No, we have um, Carol Merrill from Awareness Day. Okay. Kathy Hargis from Awareness Day. Okay. Robin Presnell from Small Paws. Chris Kayer, I don't know how to say her last name right. <laughs> Keystone Golden Retriever. Okay. Rescue, Murphy McConnell, Bright Star German Shepherd Rescue. Bill Smith, Mainline Rescue. Janet Hackins, Great Creatures, Great Dane and Irish Wolfhound Rescue. We have Ellen Sterkle. She was showed her collies for years. Gail McLean is a rescue transporter and we have amber denson from canine country one of our uh, major sponsors and also richard Saffo, who is our web host rescue groups he was in rescue for years okay uh, i gotta ask you this question last year this is your second year uh did you have the best rescue survivor last year and what was the story that went on that we did not have the best rescue so, survivor last year. We only had three categories. Okay. Uh, that was my first, actually, I thought of this, like... Well, like there's December a learning 15th. curve. Yeah. December 15th, we only had four <laughs> at that time, four places. Well, now this year we extended it. Um, expanded on all the categories, and hopefully it goes over real well. The stories are, some are heart-wrenching. And some are just fantastic. It's very interesting, and we hope lots of the public look at it. And 
Sure. And if you want to enter it, uh, there's a $5 fee to get entered. And, of course, uh, what, are, what are some of the prizes? I, I understand, I guess, proceeds go to rescue shelters? Okay, yes. So, uh, four of the placing dogs get a percentage of the proceeds. Uh-huh. Best in Show gets 10%. Plus, he gets $100 worth of items from canine country, um, their shoes, and so forth. Each, also the trophy, the little um, bowl like Westminster, mm-hmm. he also a dog bed, and each dog, each dog that places gets a stuffed dog toy and a Merlin magic ball, <laughs> uh, most photogenic, I believe she gets a dog bed, I'm trying to remember them off the top of my head, Carolot Pets donated um, a dog bed, also they get a photo tote of their dog, again a trophy, but a star trophy, <sighs> and $15 worth of items from canine country. Um, biggest ham. <laughs> um, he gets a big toy box. That's me. Of course, a large ham bone. Plus <laughs> fifteen dollars from Canine Country. Really items. pays to be the biggest ham, and of yeah. course, if I was a dog, that would I, that's where I would win. Is the biggest yes, ham. Yes, you would. Yeah, we had a gorgeous uh, boxer won that last year. Um, then we went to Best Rescue Survivor, get their own picture, photo flag, and a trophy. Um, then what, who do we have? Oh. Um, best rescue athlete. Right I remember what they get. Okay, well, it sounds like a lot of fun. We're going to have to check it out now. When does it start? Can we enter now? Yes. Okay. It's January 1st, and they enter till the 9th. And that's at the and website, right? Yep. Which is www.pap911.rescuegroups.org. And again, right. we'll have links to that from animalradio.com. Okay. Will you tell us uh, who wins? Maybe we could do a phone in report, a live report, because we'll be at oh. Westminster, too. Yes. We'll be at oh. Webster. You'll be at Webster, and you can. Uh, we can. <laughs> we could get together get the on the two phone. of them together. That would be great. Okay, hold on a second, Andy. Thanks for what you're doing at uh, Worthy Cause. Because I'll tell you, there really is not a uh, uh, online or offline contest for uh, rescue animals. It's usually for breeds and uh, right. all of that. And really, these are some very beautiful animals. Uh, we have more Animal Radio on the way, unless you're leaving us now, in which you could head on over to AnimalRadio.com. And get plenty more Animal Radio, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. There you go. All animals Such all the time. Deal. It's free, yeah. too. Remember, if you get an animal this week, please spare, neuter, don't declaw, never buy from a breeder. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio. Bye-bye. Bye.